I now call this meeting of the Amateur Detective Club to order. I am Tristan Miller, the saucy sleuth. Forgot what I was saying. <laughs> I am Melissa Maley, the spy. I'm Tyler Riley, cop and a half. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod and browse the unmatched selections of audio programs. Download a title free and start listening. It is that easy. Go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod. We made it through the first season of Poirot. We're on the first and second episode. It's a two-parter of season two, or series two, if you will. If you won't, too bad I've said it. Woo! Yep, it's an adaptation of the book, Peril and In the Hills. Or, for those who don't speak whatever accent <laughs> Tristan just Perhaps did. South African. <laughs> Perhaps Peril at End House. Yeah. Um, we read this book. We re- Yeah, you can go back. It was great. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. A re- it's a one that's still on my iPhone, because I'm like, mm, maybe I should listen to it again. Yeah, we did like it very much. The book yeah. was originally published in February 1932, mm. uh-huh. and the uh, episode aired in, I believe, 1990. Yes, mm-hmm. it did. Yeah. Yep. It was the first book that they adapted for the TV show. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Well. Uh, piece of trivia there for yeah. your for your very deep cut trivia nights. We should do a Poirot <laughs> trivia night. Yeah, that would be we fun. Should. We should host it. We shouldn't participate. We would lose anyway. <laughs> there's definitely people that know more about Poirot than us. The people yeah. who do a podcast about it. Yes, we're experiencing these things for the first time. It's uh, it's that's how we engage We're with the amateur audience. Detectives. Yeah, yeah, listen, we are the amateur detectives. We do not pretend to be your professionals. Absolutely. Um, so what is the? Let's jump in. Yeah. yeah. We're gonna do a little summary for you. Yes. Brought to you by Agatha Christie Wiki. Yeah. Take it away. Detective Hercule Poirot and Captain Arthur Hastings are holidaying when they meet a young girl who casually mentions that she has escaped certain death, at least thrice. <gasps> Poirot. <laughs> Poirot suspects that somebody is out to get her, and his suspicions are proven true. He finds many characters that are shady and may have some reason to kill the girl. Despite Poirot's best efforts, a murder does occur, but not of the intended victim. When the motive itself is unclear, why did the murder take place? Dun dun dun, dun dun dun, you got my own mind. You gotta kill the girl. Is that the only thing I can think of? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. And no more. Where are you going? I was like, what? Here we are. Yeah, go, go. So the episode begins. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Poirot in a dope fit again. Amazing. Hat on hat on hat. And they're in a helicopter, right? He's, he's not wearing three oh, hats wow. just for... Yeah. <laughs> it's an airplane. Just for the record. Oh, an airplane. An yeah, airplane. airplane. And it's a small one. Yeah. Yes, it's a puddle jumper. And I absolutely uh, identify with this moment. I hate flying. It's the mm-hmm. worst. Poirot I, hates it, too. Yeah, I white knuckle much as he does yeah, <laughs> most yeah, yeah. of the trip. He was not having it. He had his eyes closed, and Hastings kept asking him, Oh, don't you think that it looks like... <laughs> What? What did they a say? Quilt. Like a tapestry or something? A quilt? Yeah. yeah. Don't you think? Everyone's like really chill and Faro's <laughs> closing his eyes all tensed up, shoulders it, around his ears. No, I don't think so. It's really good because like he keeps going, would you look out the window? And he keeps just going, no! <laughs> no! <laughs> Very fun dialogue. 
Um, and also, it reminded me that David Suchet and uh, Hugh Fraser are just perfect in this show. They really do a really yeah. fantastic job all the time. Um, in case we haven't talked about that enough, because sometimes their guest stars are they're hit or miss. Yeah. They're hit or miss. I can't wait to see Michael Fassbender. I keep bringing this up. I cannot wait oh, for it. Oh, he is in one, huh? Yeah, he's in, like, one of the ones, like, near 2000. Yeah, he's mm. a very young man. Wow. Yeah, still has that B-D-E, though, even as a young man. What's that? Big. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot about. Okay. Yeah. So, um, basically, they land. They're on a holiday. It's great. And then they meet this seemingly bonkers woman. <laughs> who is so charming and nice, uh, but she comes up to them after Poirot rolls his ankle because he doesn't have his cane on him. He trips. They're on the beach. Yeah, and it is unstable ground, as the the Bible song will tell you. Never build a house on a beach. It'll go away. So anyway, he rolls his ankle, and she helps him back to Arthur Hastings. At a table. At a table. With who's chairs. Just, who's just been, like, reading a newspaper or whatever. Probably. Chilling. That's what he's mostly doing all the time. Um, the life to be a re- like a veteran that yeah. just hangs out. They're also, gosh, beachwear. Oh, beachwear in these. Oh, in, in this show mm-hmm. because everyone is in like their normal dress. Yeah, in a suit. Oh, especially Poirot. Poirot is always in a suit on the beach, mm-hmm. whereas Hastings will like put on a polo shirt and a weird hat. Yeah, I love it because it's similar to like Mad Men. Where he's just yeah. in a full suit at a pool in Los Angeles. And I'm like, you must be so warm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's Actually, if you're used to it, it's not that bad. Okay. That's fair. I assume your body adapts. Yeah. I guess. I wore, like, two to three-piece suits, like, for an entire summer up in the Berkshires for work. Mm. Oh. Where I had to be outside a lot. Okay. All right. You tend, yeah. You just, fair you enough. adapt. Adapt and overcome. Okay, I was like, why just for fun? No, it was, it was, it was for work. Tyler loves oh, looking dope. Yeah, I know, it's true. That's why I was like, did you just go through a phase? Please let this be something you we did independently. We should um, do a Twitter thread of Tyler's dope suits, because he has many of them. His jackets, yeah. Mm-hmm. Blazers. Yeah, like I was a house manager for seven years. And I had to wear suits, so I have a whole lot. Yeah, it's great. But um, so yes. we've helped Poirot back to the table. They're conversing uh, with Nick. Nick. She introduces herself as Nick. She owns the house that you can see over uh, yonder. At the end of the road. Yeah. End house, if you will. End house. And uh, then she says that she has been, she has like almost died three times this week. <laughs> Just like, oh, la da da. Incidentally. Um, and then, uh, as they're sitting, someone, who, who, a man, a white man, asks uh, or something. Challenger. Yeah. Oh, George who is, Challenger. Who is a, a Navy man. Oh, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, he says, he thinks that, um, a wasp has just flown by her head? A bee. No, she believes. Yeah. Oh, she a believes. Bee. Yeah, this is before, uh, Challenger's come over. Yeah. Oh, okay. He's like, oh, there's drat bees. Oh, yeah. These bees, you're covered in bees. Um, and so she puts her hat down and then Challenger calls her and she goes over yeah. and says goodbye to Poirot and Hastings and then Poirot picks up her hat and is like, there is a bullet hole. Yeah. So someone this is a great exchange. There's two things that Hastings says that's absolutely like, so addictive. He's like, oh, what a nice girl. <laughs> and I'm like, can you not be horny for like a second? Can you just calm... Can you slow that roll, Arthur Hastings? 
two when Poirot is like, there's a hole in his hat. And he goes, did you do that? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, yes, I absolutely just punctured a hole. Like, why would he? Oh, Hastings. Yeah, and then he shows him the bullet, and he's like, oh, no. <laughs> Someone really is trying to kill her. Mm-hmm. So how do they get over? They, they walk. walk. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's right. They just, they don't make an excuse. They just no, walk they on walk. over. Well, yeah. they are returning the hat, hat. to her because she just left it on the table. Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Like a silly Billy. Because, oh, yeah, Hastings is like, oh, are you in love with her? And he, Poirot's like, no. I think there's going to be a murder. This yeah. is my jam. Yeah. So, they go to this house. Yes. They go to this house, and they're trying to figure out what's going on. A painting almost fell on her. Like yeah, a big painting above her bed with a big frame. Big so, frame painting. <laughs> would have hit her in the head. Good at least very painful. BFE, if you will. Big frame energy? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> but. So, who do we have in the house? Uh, we have Poirot and Hastings. We have Nick. We have um, Freddie, her best friend. Nick's best friend. Mm-hmm. We yeah. have two other schmucks that are very. The Crofts. Yeah, the Crofts. Mr. Are, and Mrs. Croft. Yeah, which are the very Australians. skeezy. Um, no, I didn't. But there's also two other men. There's the yeah. captain and his wife. No, there's captain and uh, a f- another friend that's around, all dancing together. Oh yeah, I don't know okay. those people. With those mysterious watches, which we'll come back to later. Oh, is that not Freddy? Freddy has got the watch. Yeah, Freddy. Then there's two men, um, Challenger and another man whose name we don't really get. Okay. Off the top, but um, Nick's but. closest li- near Nick's uh, closest relative, her closest living relative, mm-hmm. is a lawyer, Charles, Charles Vise. Yes, maybe that's the other. No, we don't. No, meet, we no, haven't we met don't. him yet. Okay. We meet him at his office. Yes, that is yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he's a roundish. Yeah, where um, Poirot is like goes to Nick. Do you have a will? She's like, yeah, I guess. Because she had had appendicitis mm-hmm. like six months beforehand in March. Sure. And uh, he says, you know, so they had told her, yeah, mm-hmm. you need to make a will just in case surgery goes bad. Yeah. Because. Yeah, they did, did, did. Yeah. Um, and so she's like, oh, all right, I guess yeah. I should. Um, but she clearly was not very concerned about it. Anywho, she yeah. lived through that surgery, clearly. She's yeah. here now. Um, I, I do think it's worth mentioning that the house, uh, end house, uh, is quite damaged like it is quite run down oh yeah it's and real creepy she makes a point to talk about like how she you know doesn't have that much money mm-hmm. and that her cousin handles most of her affairs and like makes sure that she stays within budget yeah because yeah, she doesn't care yeah, yeah. she's just kind of like living her life you know not she doesn't really want to concern herself with such matters there's uh, a husband and a wife yes. who are from Australia. Yes, they're Crofts. Um, and they live next to the property. And the um, the man has the worst worst Australian accent I've ever heard in my life. The f- the wife actor. Just almost say the female. Yeah, the female actor. <laughs> the female. Yeah, the female actor. The female of the Australian. <laughs> yeah, here we see a male and female Australian in their almost natural habitat. Um, qu- quite, uh, quite capable. Sounds like she's from Queensland. Whereas, I know he's trying to do like a real roughneck, 
like out in the bush Australian accent, but it's just just not good. It's so sad because like it's so funny because when English people try to do an Australian accent, it's so it's so rarely good. It's so funny, but they meet these rough. Australian people who make them watch slides of Australia, which is absolutely amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's like, would you like to see some <laughs> pictures of Australia? And before they could say no, he's already gotten it out. <laughs> but um, the wife is unfortunately um, disabled and can't leave the home. Right. Um, which is a part of it in some way later on, I believe. Um, That's a little fuzzy in my mind. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, full disclosure. Um, I fell asleep during the second episode. I okay. Didn't, I did not have time to rewatch it. I'm I missed like the middle chunk. I woke woke up for the the big parlor reveal in time. That's okay. But it was one of those things of like we had already read the book. Yeah. So I think I we can piece it together. Yeah. <laughs> but I was just so exhausted. Um. Yeah. I was... Yeah. Oh, the right also fell asleep. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Okay, cause but I did. I mean, the thing is, I did also. <laughs> We're so bad at this. <laughs> I was like, Tristan, you gotta cut that part out about you falling asleep, except we all did. So yeah, now you have to. Oh, leave just it. sleep. Three sleepy detectives. <laughs> This is a long week, y'all. Okay. Number one sleepy detectives agency. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. We're changing the name of the podcast. Absolutely. Um, So they meet the Australians and they go and meet her cousin, the lawyer. Yeah. And basically, they're like, she has no assets other than the home, Mm -hmm. which is where we learn that. And that's fine. Uh, We got some racism at the top of the episode again, again, where we had. There is this through line about this pilot that is flying around the world. Yes. Michael Seaton. Around the world. And honestly, this guy sounds really hot. <laughs> yes, he's okay. meant to, Melissa. He's meant to be, like, the sexiest boy. Like... I know. He really sounds... Yeah. Anyway, go on. Sorry. Um, Just like... There's, like, some question about, like, where he is now, because he's, like, kind of lost contact. Where in the world and is then... my... Seaton. <laughs> uh, and then Hastings is like, uh, perhaps he got stuck in the Pacific Island or yeah. something. And Poirot just goes, cannibals, immediately. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just like, oh, word? Yeah. We're already there. Yeah. Which I think um, is a nice thing in as much as, like, people are mean to Poirot because they're, you know, xenophobic. But Poirot also stinks. He's got bad views of other people. Yeah. Which is part of that time, and you gotta just oh, absolutely. I'm power not saying like, it. oh, how dare they? It's just yeah. like mm, you're better than this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately, um, get a little perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, next, they they go. They talk to her about the ways she's almost been killed. Okay. There was the boulder, there was the painting, and then there was the brake lines in her car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh side note about Michael. What is Seaton. Seaton. Yeah, he's meant to be the hottest thing, as is the character of Nick. She is meant to be very hot as well, and is. And so it's like one of those two things of like, oh, clearly they're a match, which is something that's very important that they keep setting up. Yeah. Like, oh, it makes sense that these two really charming, hot, interesting people would 
speech. It, yeah. Um, something that they don't really explore in this episode that there is outlined in the book of like um, Nick's what uncle or grandfather was just a wicked wicked weirdo yeah. yeah and he owned the house and there's this kind of thing with the the servants like we think this house is cursed um and we get the reason so nick's name yes is actually magdala buckley yes and she got the nickname nick because that was her grandfather's name the nickname her, yeah haha <laughs> oh i just got that yeah that's fun <laughs> yeah so i uh, her grandfather, the guy that everyone thought was kind of shady, his name was Nick, and she was just like him. So she also was called Nick. Big yeah. Nick and Little Nick or something like that when something they were both like alive. That. Yeah, anyway. Um, Poirot suggests... Mm. He suggests... At, uh, I think I might be jumping a little, mm. bit, a little bit ahead. Okay. Where he suggests that... Um, she invite her long distant cousin. No, that's absolutely where we're okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. we are. Maggie. Um, Maggie to stay. Mm-hmm. But I forget exactly why. She well, needs someone was... she can trust around. Yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. And she's yeah. the only he's the only she's the only real other person in her family anymore besides yeah. the lawyer. Right. And I think that they set it up in the book a little bit better. Yeah. But uh but yeah. So uh yeah, she's like... said I remember the conversation. Yeah, in the yeah. book She's actually planning on paying a visit anyhow. Mm-hmm. Whereas right, but she has to sort of come early. Exactly. Yeah. That's right. That Whereas, doesn't happen in the... Um, no, they just send for her. And we get, yeah. like, no scenes with her in this. Yeah, well, she talks, like, she says, really. like, two words. She's like, I'm cold. Yeah. <laughs> end of thought, end of sentence. Yeah, anyway, so And she... Horndog Hastings, like, is, like, all about Maggie when she shows oh, up. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, of course. Um, but anyway, she comes, uh, and so Nick is, you know... What a time dark-haired and pale and so is maggie as makes sense as they're cousins yeah um they're wearing their hair pretty similar yeah and so they're having like a party f- with fireworks yeah, yeah. And it's, it's some cold. sort of some yeah. kind of like summer soiree yeah but it's summer in england so it gets pretty cold Chilly after yeah. sundown sure and poirot's afraid he's gonna get sick through his because he doesn't have boots on and he's like the the moisture from the ground. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like how cold is it? My goodness. Um, but at any rate, two, two, two. It's too cold. It's oh, oh no. Okay. It's <laughs> also like two degrees. Oh yeah, it's I'm two. Like, two of what? <laughs> <laughs> the number two. Okay. Both. Um. Yeah. Gotcha. So uh, they're sitting down to dinner, and someone comments, "Nick, you never wear black. Why are you wearing black?" Yeah. And she's like, well, the cleaners messed it up. Um, and yeah, she's good, good. also wearing <laughs> the sparkliest red cape. Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. Regular Phantom of the Opera over there. Magical. Like, it is straight up, like, I, it's like superhero cape. Like, you would wear it if you wanted to wear a cape in a race. Mm-hmm. It would be great. If I was a captain, I'd marvel at it. Oh. There it is. It feels like something like you would find in like a costume department of a theater, like a community uh-huh. theater. Which, can I be honest, a lot of the costumes, they're great in this, but they do yeah. seem like theater costumes. It's very fun. Yeah. So. Like, it's so silly. <laughs> yeah. But like, it is spangly and, yeah, red. 
Uh, and so she sits down to dinner. They have dinner. They go out to watch fireworks. Everyone's getting cold. Just everybody's freezing. <laughs> and so Maggie's like, I'm going to go get my coat. And uh, then Maggie, uh, then uh, Nick is like, you know what? Freddie says, uh, Freddie yells after Maggie to go get her coat. And there's oh, no and response. Then, yeah, and then Nick was like, she's not going to know where it is, and she can't hear you, so I'm going to go. <laughs> that's right, that's right, that's right. So then Nick follows not long after Maggie goes inside. Um, and then Poirot is like, this is, I, I've had enough of this. Yeah, fireworks, fireworks, fireworks. And um, doesn't Poirot just hate on the fireworks? Yeah. Yeah. By the way, a man after my own heart, I do not enjoy fireworks. They're too much. They're too much. They're well, too much. You never feel like a paper plastic bag floating in the wind, do you? <laughs> no. No, I don't. Yeah. But well, I do want to start again. That is the thing. <laughs> That's an American Beauty reference. Right? Is it? Katy Perry. Yeah, it was. Baby, you're, you're a firework. Fire no, I meant the paper. Yeah. The yeah that, that's do how the you ever start. feel like a paper plastic bag? bag. Floating in the wind. That's also wanting to start again. Yeah. Okay, that's an American beauty. The plastic bag bag floating in the wind is an American beauty reference. Most likely, yes. 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 Okay, so I didn't know that that's how the song starts. You should. I should take the opening from American Beauty and put "Firework" by Katy Perry under it instead of whatever that piece of classical music is. Yeah, sure. Florida Loon, I believe again. Yeah. Uh, which is a banger. God, Florida Loon. Yeah, I have. I think there are times where I'm just like, I gotta play this on a loop for my own sanity, please. Amazing. Uh, okay, so basically, Poirot's like, I gotta get in there. I hate the fireworks. My feet are cold. And Hastings yes. like, you know what? You're right. And that you can, as they're walking to the house, you can see their breath. It is very cold. Yeah. So there's and then on the steps. Bum bum bum. A dead woman. Oh no. Wearing a black dress. <gasps> And, like, a uh-huh. and a sparkly cape. And a sparkly red cape. It's like, oh no, Nick is dead. And then Nick shows up. In the doorway. With wearing like a little fur cape. And it's like, oh, that's not Nick, I guess, probably. Since Nick is standing right there. And they turn her face up and it's Maggie. <gasps> yeah. Zutulor. Yeah. And Terrible shock. Yes. Merd. That is a curse, just in another language. <laughs> um, to our French-speaking listeners, um, oops. <laughs> Uh-oh. Because I just, I can't curse in any language, is the rules of the podcast. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Oh, what are our rules? What are the rules? First rule of Amateur Detective Club is no rules, just right. Outback Steakhouse. Here we go, buddy. <gasps> <laughs> So, what happens next? Is that the end of the episode? No. No, no they have like more. Good 20 minutes. Oh, are my. still in the first of two <laughs> episodes? Yes, we are. Because... not that much happens in the second episode. No. And yeah, we or can we skip a lot. Half of it. We can <laughs> skip a lot of episodes. So, they go. Yeah. They go. Somehow, Nick ends up in the hospital. No, so they're, she's like going into protective. Like, yeah, right? she yeah, yeah she quote she's unquote a... is ill. But we she's have this stressed. very awkward moment when the body is discovered, where uh, right. Challenger comes over mm-hmm. and it was like, Nick, 
I thought it was you. <laughs> I was just like, how? How did you think it was her? <laughs> it was very confusing, yeah. very shady. Yeah. Also, um, Challenger is so in love with Nick. Yeah. It's very sad and strange. And she even, like, uh, Pearl even picks up on the fact that she encourages yeah. uh, his affections. And, but does not return them. Yeah. yeah, and has no intention of doing so, yeah. I believe. Right, because she said, why on earth would the two of us get married? Like, there's, we haven't a bean between the two of us. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I'm thinking about beans in between people. Doesn't she? Well, I've been there. Oh. oh, and she remarks that um, she now has nothing to live for. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. With her, With cousin. her cousin being dead. Yeah. And she spirals. Like, that seems like a bit much. Because mm-hmm. she was so happy go lucky like yesterday. Um, and so, yeah. So she goes into this, um, what looks like the hospital wing in Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Poirot is like, no one is allowed to see this woman except you, me, and Captain Hastings. End of list. End of list. And he's even like, if the king, king of England shows up, it's no dice. Yeah, no. he says that. Yeah. Which is, uh, was so odd to me, but makes sense for the time period that the show yeah. is taking place. Oh, okay. So, they also, the newspapers are simultaneously reporting that Michael Seaton has been found dead. Oh, yes. Which is why we set up in the beginning that um, Hastings is constantly reading the paper. Because yeah. he can constantly give news to Poirot. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that is basically his role in this entire series. Absolutely. Anyway. Um, so, he's dead, and Poirot's like, Interesting. I'm thinking about something. And then they start going through her stuff. Yeah. and Like a bunch of busybodies. Yeah. yeah. And Hastings, you know, Hastings in this moment is correct. Mm. And he's like, I feel weird going through this woman's underwear drawer. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can we not? And he's like, no, no, but we have to because someone's trying to will. kill her. Yeah. Well, okay, I guess. And then they find love letters from Michael Seaton addressed to Magdala. Yes. And, uh, in Nick's drawers. <laughs> Literally. Ha ha! Oh. Both senses of the word. Nick gets a box of chocolates. Yes. And is yes. this during the dinner with Freddy or nah? No, this is okay. not during the dinner with Because it's just Poirot and Hastings that have dinner with Freddy. Oh, right. Okay. So Nick gets a box of chocolates. Yes. Well, at the hospital? or Yes. She, yeah. Yes. They're sent to her. Right. Yes. Okay. She, um, I believe, receives two. Mm-hmm. One... From Poirot and one from presumably Poirot again. Right, it says it's from Poirot. Um, which is strange because um, in a scene before, someone says, I should buy her a fruit basket as he has bought her flower, uh, Poirot has bought her flowers, and he said, uh uh uh, none of that, yeah. no food, that's so conspicuous. Yeah, but also Poirot can send her whatever because. Presumably, yes. You know, he's safe or something. And uh, so she eats one of the chocolates. She becomes really ill because um, they find out it was laced with cocaine. <gasps> Which, I guess, if you eat enough... Yeah, I mean... Yeah, you can have an overdose of yeah, cocaine. you can overdose on cocaine. So Poirot suspects, because Freddie is a cocaine addict, she has, like, she is. a watch. With cocaine with, powder. It looks like a Fitbit. 
but it just has cocaine instead of um, um instead of steps. Genius. Poirot's like, ah, well, Freddie has all the coke, so she's probably the one that tried to poison um Nick. And uh Freddie, as the best friend, would probably inherit. That is what we have assumed that the, is in the will, I think, because yeah, because no one they has can't, read the will. No one can yeah. see, find this will, and Nick is like, oh, I don't know, I put it somewhere, whatever. Um, I'm just so carefree. I'm a regular Dharma. Yeah. So um, before she gets, you know, the poisoned, um, she does confess, I believe, that she was engaged to Michael Seaton. Yes, because he pokes and prods enough. Yeah, and that's why she was wearing black, because she was in mourning. Yes, and that's why she is so distraught. Yes, and that's why she was like, oh, my life is over, not because of her cousin. Yeah. I mean, I have nothing now to live for. I mean, she was a distant cousin. That yeah. She was like, not terribly fond of. Yeah, they bicker a lot, right? Well, she just says that she's never any fun. Yeah, I mean, we all got that one cousin that's just dour. Yeah. The dour your cousin, if you will. Good lord. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So. So, yeah. Uh, Poro. Tells everyone that Nick has died. Yes, as a lie. So that is not true. Being like the lie. Meaning a lie is an untruth. That is true, Melissa. A lie is something you say when it is not an actual fact. Like uh, vaccinations cause various illnesses. Well, it could have been L-Y-E. Oh, yeah. The lie. and Just to clarify for everybody. Uh, I'm going to have more coffee soon. An untruth was spoken. Mm-hmm, an untruth was spoken. And um, then they are like, Pearl's like, I know we haven't buried her yet, but I think we should all gather and read this will. Yes. Which they have now allegedly found. Mm-hmm. So they sit around a table and uh, what's the guy's name? Charles? The cousin. Oh, Vice. Vice, okay. The lawyer cousin sits down and says, okay, she mailed this to me. It's informal, but it's, you know, official. And uh, it is revealed that the Crofts are the 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 Australians, Australians. just for your reminder, are the sole inheritors of everything because of what they did for her dad. Yeah, because they've been working for the family for years. Right, yeah. And, uh... Mrs. Croft makes a big fuss about what a thoughtful girl she was and how they wish they could tell her uh, in person, you know, how, what, what a good, what a good lady, good lady egg. she is. What a good egg. Um, and which then, is not consistent with her opinion of her that is expressed prior. Right. Sure. And so uh, Miss Lemon, by the way, is there. Just rolls up. And it is. She is the best in this episode. She is. I mean, she's always the best. But man, does she add a lot to this. And she is not in the book. No, she's not in the book, you know. But she just, she is absolutely delightful in this episode. Anyway, so they decide to do a seance. Poirot suggests that they do a seance and says that Miss Lemon is a practiced medium. And she's like, am I? Is that, yeah, really, we're doing this? I'm a rare kind of medium that's well done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's all bow our heads in shame for a moment. 
and pray for my disease to pass. Yeah. So we uh, we start doing a seance, and then we take a quick break. Ba-dum-bum-bum. Hello, everyone. This is Tristan, the Saucy Sleuth. I want to thank you for listening. You can still go to audibletrial.com slash adcpod if you want to check out a free audiobook. Highly recommend Audible. I've been using it for the last 15 years. You can also go to patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller to support this program and a couple others like it. I do a podcast about anime with my girlfriend, Christina Tucker, called Animazing Podcast, as well as an interview podcast about mental health and the arts on which both Tyler and Melissa have been a guest. You can also go to thescavengersnetwork.com and check out their fine slots of programming such as Spooky Spouses' Historical Hotties, on which I and Melissa have appeared, as well as a lot of other content on YouTube and so forth. Highly recommend checking those out. Also, please, if you like the show, tell people. Also, rate, review, subscribe, all that. It really does help with the numbers and helps the show get popular, which is something we would like to do because we want to be popular. We really hope you enjoy the show, and we hope others do as well. All right, let's get back to it. And we're back. And we're summoning a ghost. And Miss yeah, this Lemon... will reading has become a won't. Oh! oh! And so we get Miss Lemon, who is becoming increasingly more comfortable with this ruse, and starts like really chanting and summoning Nick. And then Nick. Nick, Nick, Nick. <laughs> That's exactly what she does. And uh, then Nick in all white appears unto everyone. Yeah. A ghostly figure. And uh, she says, Ebenezer. <laughs> no, she just points yes. to the cloak of her uh, her co-robe, robe cape. Thing. Cowl. Ca- yeah. And, um. Got a cowl off here. <laughs> she's holding a scythe. No. Um, but. But yeah, she appears and everyone's shocked because there's a ghost and then they start being like, oh, hey, maybe you are corporeal. Um, and it's like, oh, no. <laughs> <you're>... <laughs> and then Freddy just like stands up and just grabs her. Yeah. <laughs> and like, wait a minute. I smell the perfume. Yeah, right. <laughs> we didn't realize that we had to stop wearing perfume to be a, co- a ghost. Um, That's what the, the vapor trails of a ghost are. Oh my God. Whatever cologne you have on, yeah, is yours for the rest of eternity. Yep. Um, I got some good cologne. I'm good. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> Smell so. nice every day. You never know when you're gonna pass. <laughs> oh. Well, I also want to be found as well. So maybe I shouldn't wear could be wearing cologne. If it's a pleasant smell, people aren't like gonna gravitate yeah, towards yeah. it as much, like mm-hmm. to find oh. somebody. Oh, I thought. I thought because you didn't want to be eaten by various animals when you're decomposing. Oh, no. Like I just, you would I taste would... sweeter or something. I mean, if I'm dead, like, by all means, animals have at me, if that's the will of the Lord. But... <laughs> <laughs> it is as God wills that I be eaten by this coyote in yeah. Central Park. <laughs> Miss Lemon and Hastings are on the beach and they're talking about nicknames because they remark about the name Frederica and that you can only really do Freddy from that. Mm. Um, and so... Ricky. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you could. Yeah. 
But then that's what they start doing. They yeah. start going off and like, oh, well, you know, like Elizabeth has so many. You could do mm-hmm. Betty, Betsy, Liz, Eliza, blah, 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 blah. And then... Her Majesty the Queen. <laughs> Her Majesty the Queen. And then they come to uh, Margaret and they start saying Meg, Madge, Ma- uh, Maggie, Midge, you know, all, all this. Mm-hmm. Migs. And then, yeah, Migs. Um, <laughs> that nickname everyone knows. And I have uh, a friend named Migs. You do? Yeah. Oh, cool. Um, and and then Poirot like has a light bulb moment and is like, Ah, your stupid chatter has uh, <laughs> has, has sparked something in me. So okay, we're back to the séance. We're back to present time. And uh, so once it is revealed that Nick is in fact still alive, mm-hmm. we get our big denouement. And before I was like, well, that's French for a big deal. Yeah, totally. And uh, hey, no cursing on the. <laughs> <laughs> Not even in foreign languages. Yes. And um, Pora's like, so listen, I figured it out now. And no one really did have a reason to want you dead. Mm-hmm. But you had a reason to want someone else dead. dum ba ba You are not the only person named Magdala Buckley. <gasps> Your cousin Maggie was also Magdala Buckley. It's a family name, which is the only reason two people should ever be named Magdala. Yes. Um, so, yes, Michael Seaton. They had both met Michael Seaton. Uh, and Nick was like, oh, great, I'm going to make him fall in love with me. This is fantastic because I need money to help fix up this old house and pay all my debts. This old house. And he has a really wealthy uncle who's, you know, not going to be alive for that much longer. Um, and in fact, the uncle had died the week before, which is when the attempts on Nick's life started. Mm-hmm. So, when Michael Seaton was also going to be clearly dead, um, his fiance would then inherit everything. So that would fix Nick's fix Nick's problems. Mm-hmm. Except the problem was, it wasn't her she was engaged to. It was Maggie. Yes. So she needed Maggie to be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she just shot her own cousin in the face. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. And then Poirot, once again, does this whack thing where when she goes to like to jail or to trial, she goes, can I have my, I just need to take my watch. And he's like, okay. Where she's clearly going to overdose on cocaine. She's going to kill herself. And he just lets that happen. Yeah. Which is fascinating. And then also there's this weird thing where Challenger is clearly the cocaine dealer, which I didn't pick up on right away. Yeah. Uh, and they do arrest him in this. Yeah. And I actually... Um, and I the was... Australians forged that will. Yeah. Which they oh, also yeah. get arrested for. Yeah, yeah. the Australians. Because everyone's like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I was looking up the differences between this adaptation. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, looking up, I found a very brief summary of the differences between... Um, and one of them that I did notice was that Freddie, the whole storyline about Freddie's abusive husband, gone, is not in this one. It's in the book. Mm-hmm. Listen to our earlier episode if you want to know more about that. Yeah. But so Freddie gets does not get that whole story. Um, but but yeah. Um, also, uh, Challenger is not arrested in the in the book. Book apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um. I also don't feel like it was as heavily implied or thrown in that he was the dealer. 
No. Yeah, that's true. I don't think that's even part of it. Yeah. It might not be. Um, but otherwise, it's pretty, it is pretty faithful yeah. to it. Um, but yeah, I mean, gosh, what must these deaths by hanging be like that he's like, oh, yeah, you probably want to take the cocaine instead. Oof. Well, I mean, it's I either mean, it's that or like life in prison as well, they which didn't is. They do that as much. No. They just, like, if you murdered someone, it was pretty much death penalty. Eye even for women, though? Like, oh, yeah. Okay. That is the, that's what's been heavily implied throughout these books. Yeah. I mean, I don't know the actual laws on the books, but um, Agatha Christie implies heavily that, like, everyone's gonna get hanged. Why'd I make that a song? <laughs> <laughs> that's the, from the sequel uh, to Jesus Christ Superstar. That's about Judas. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Another Bible reference oh, on, y'all. I love it. Uh, that one I got. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows that one because of the musical. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did you think of this episode? Did you like it? Dislike it? Why? What's What's good? Is this a book report? It is a book report. Yes, it is. <laughs> That's exactly book what we're doing here. Show your work. Explain. Um, I guess I'm doing it. Uh, I liked this very much, um, and I think they did a really good job adapting it. Um, Nick was great. Yes, fantastic um, acting from her. Yeah, lots of good funny bits. I do like there's this thing with the acting in general that it is set in the 1930s and it feels like they're acting in a way that is like acting from the 1930s. It's very theatrical and it's very fun, but it's also, it works on a metatextual level and it also isn't bad acting, which is very yeah. nice. Yeah. It's yeah. like all believable, but it's very... It's very theatrical in a way it's that I enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. It makes it a lot more fun. Because if it was like normal acting, I think the charm would not be there at all. Yeah, it's very charming. Um, always like a good beach story. And... We really do. It's, it's hilarious. We really do. Seeing them on the beach. I just love seeing them on the beach. Do you guys want to go to Coney Island in like suits yes. and dresses? Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just as That's a bit? <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we could like we could bring swimsuits as well and like change into them if you'd no, like. I'm not going into the ocean. Okay, we're not going to address that right now. Um, Tyler, or were you not finished? I'm sorry. I think I'm going to rate it. Oh, okay, that might be smart. Yeah. I think I'm going to give this one a solid four and a half. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I give it a three. I was mm -hmm. not as enthused. Um, if I could rate in part, I would have given like a 4.5 to episode one mm -hmm. and then like a two to episode two, okay, but together enough. a three. Yeah. Um, I thought the second episode was a huge drag. Was yeah. it a snooze? It yeah. Was. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh. Yeah. I'm, can I tell you on that? I agree. I missed 20 minutes of that second episode and I was fine. Yeah. yeah. That my only issue with this, these two two essentially short films are the fact that like you could have done this in one episode you could have like the, uh, just trim the fat yeah then they're only like they're 49 minute episodes like you could have easily could have easily cut some bits out like i didn't need the whole like poirot trying to get the waiter's attention thing like he could have just walked and tripped yeah you know trying to do something i didn't yeah. need that a lot uh, of yeah, there was just so many just, like, random, like, one-off, like, things that, like, just took up, like, one or two minutes here, so it didn't feel as egregious in the first episode, but when mm -hmm. you put the two of them together, it's like, oh, 
you could have cut that out for the yeah. sake of getting it all done. Mm-hmm. Or just in one longer Just do a longer episode. episode. Yeah, do one that's an hour 20 or yeah. an hour yeah. 10. But it just wasn't, it wasn't necessary. That's fair. Yeah, and because of that, I would say about a three. Because, okay. like, it's good, it's solid, it's a decent adaptation, but I, I didn't enjoy it more than I would an average episode. Okay. I do like Nick. I do like that character. I think she's very fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all the acting from uh, from David Suchet in this is phenomenal, specifically yeah. this episode. He has to deal with like a lot of weird emotional stuff in this one, I think, because there's a lot of moral gray area in this episode, which I also liked that exploration thematically of like not only is Nick like a amorphous amoral person sometimes Poirot is too because he is about objective reality and sometimes objective reality isn't good or bad it's just neutral which I think a lot of people have a hard time with with uh, shows like this that are about like law because the law is a neutral force sure how you use it you know yeah it's kind of implied to be good but, like, it's not good for everybody, clearly. Yeah, it doesn't always work. Right. Yeah, so there's that. I think I do enjoy how fun and silly it was. So maybe a three and a half, because, like, there were moments that were played for comedy that I enjoy. This show is at its best when there are jokes in it, I think. Because yeah. there are times where they're very serious. Mm-hmm. But I also don't think that the acting style that I do enjoy lends itself to that kind of drama because it becomes melodramatic and it is kind of silly to watch a lot of the time. I think. Sometimes. Yes. Those are my thoughts. Anything okay. else? No, I think it's we're all gonna, Yeah, we're all going to lean in. We're going to just... We'd like to thank you for listening. You can find us on Twitter, rate, review, subscribe. Tell your friends. ABC Pod on yeah. Twitter. Go to that Audible link, please. Yes, thank you. Um, Patreon. Patreon.com slash Tristan J. Miller. It, it does go to the other two people here, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just plug it. Plug it for ABC Pod. <coughs> okay. Thanks, guys. Oh, Baba. <laughs>